Your martial arts movie podcast. Aha! I threw that shit before I walked in the room! Featuring drunken Thai boxer, Will. Too bad you will die. The also drunken wrestler, Mark. I said I don't want trouble. And drunken karate master, Zero. You've lost your boss. And now, call, call, call. I don't come through. You know, baby. Fists of Fail. You know, it's a good thing that we're watching everything or talking to one another uh, on webcam because then you wouldn't know that I am going commando. Oh, my God. <laughs> Damn it. I was going to um, make a commando joke. <laughs> go for it. Come on. Come on. My balls are on the my balls are on the chair because I'm going commando. <laughs> That's all I got. Uh, yes, today we are obviously talking about the Arnold movie from 1985, right? Oh, yeah. Featuring uh, Alyssa Milano, uh, Bennett. I don't Great movie. Name. All that face Bennett. paint. Yeah, it's all, fantastic. Oh, all that, yeah, yeah. those guns. Let off bazookas, some steam, Bennett. Yeah. Does he fight a bear in that movie? Or am I thinking of something else? <laughs> You're thinking yeah, of Liam Neeson. I don't remember. <laughs> okay. <sure>. <laughs> <laughs> probably. Or was it a wolf? Uh, uh, I don't know anymore. <laughs> Yeah, he fought Liam Neeson, fought a wolf. <laughs> Bunch of wolves, actually. No. <laughs> I think Sean Connery might uh, have fought a bear. Oh, in real life? No. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Where are we going with this? <laughs> we, don't, we don't have a single drink in our hands, and we're all over the place. Nice. Uh, today, we're talking about, in actuality, we're talking about another movie called Commando, yeah. uh, a Bollywood film, a uh, movie that uh, features... Uh, What's his name? Michael J. White. Vidyu Jamwal. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Vidyu Jamwal, uh, who we actually, Mark and I were, were about to cover an episode, uh, cover a movie with him called, uh, for a movie called Jung Lee. Uh, it's more recent. I think this came out in 2019. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jung Lee. Uh, last year. Oh, remember, remember everything before COVID? <laughs> you know, that felt like eternity ago. But uh, we decided <laughs> oh, no. not to watch. But before COVID, BC. Anyway, <laughs> uh, I think you've made that joke before. Have I? I, I feel like you have. It, it might be the COVID. I'm like losing my memory. <laughs> Those are one right. of the symptoms. Uh, do you taste anything? Uh, no, just the alcohol. <laughs> uh, right, we're we're going to cover Jung Lee, who also a movie that also cover that has stars Vidyu Jamwal in it but uh, after watching it we really didn't have anything to say about it we kind of changed our minds about it and when zero you were one who recommended we go back and watch this uh i was kind of hesitant at first because you know i was not impressed at all by jung lee but i'm glad we watched it and we're talking about it now because there's actually a lot to talk about here and i take back everything i uh you know my initial uh concerns with uh, covering this film right yeah unfortunately i didn't get a chance to watch jung lee i um now you're not missing anything <laughs> right yeah based on what you said i, I kind of want to watch it just because i'm curious to see um what it's all about and if i'll agree with you guys or not but uh i'll take your word for it for now well well uh not to cut you off here but 
one good thing about watching Zhongli and then watching this is that it's a good compare and contrast. So you can now see why this movie works so much better than mm-hmm. Zhongli did. Right. Um, well, it's, it's also predates Zhongli by, what, six years? 2013. So the actor's younger. You can do a lot more things. But also, there's just, it's just better done, you know, production-wise, uh, editing-wise. Uh, you know, the stunt work is, is much better. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what you're about to say, but uh, I cut you off there. Right, right. Yeah, I, I, I've been wanting to cover uh, um, an Indian martial arts film or, or Hindi martial arts film, just because generally you think martial arts, you think, you know, from, from China most of the time. And I'm always, as I mentioned many times, I'm always trying to find films and performers from other countries, just, you know, expand our horizons. And I was speaking to somebody on Reddit and he mentioned, yeah, there's actually a bunch of uh, uh, Indian martial arts films. And he he recommended uh, this one to me, Commando. And they, then he also recommended Jung Lee. So uh, because you don't like Jung Lee, I'm like, hmm, I wonder uh, how valid his recommendations are. But <laughs> I agree, Commando, this this is definitely worth talking about. Yeah. yeah. It, it, well, not everyone's opinions are going to be the same in regards to martial arts films. But, uh, you know, it's either hit or miss. And Jung Lee did not work this movie clearly excels where Zhang Li failed. Um, although, there, there's whatever complaints I had about Zhang Li, uh, it, they show up a little bit in this movie, but that has nothing... I don't think it's a pattern. It's just, you know, sometimes it's editing tricks that they pull off that I'm personally not a fan of. Um, but we can totally elaborate on that because I, I think as we were watching this collectively uh, you know, online, um, we realized we're all kind of... We're stupefied by the same editing choices. <laughs> <laughs> right. <clears throat> yeah, but okay. But anyway, that that's 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 my you know my disclaimer for what I'm gonna be whining about today. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well. Um. So, what is Jung Lee about? Zero. Um. I'm at Jung Lee. No. <laughs> you don't know. I didn't watch it. <laughs> Commando. What is I was Commando? Literally, about? Thinking you're about not making that mistake. <laughs> <laughs> no, and you're not allowed to make a com- uh, an Arnold joke because I already fucking did that. Right. So, <laughs> uh, Commando is about a man who gets captured by the, I think it's the Chinese military, mm-hmm. and he's like a special agent. He gets uh, disavowed by the uh, by his government, and he breaks out somehow after ball torture. I mean, I don't think I could walk after testicular torture but somehow he manages to break out and he meets up with this woman who's trying to um escape i guess an arranged marriage yeah and she protects he protects her from fighters and then they go off on this magical carpet ride (laughs) into the wilderness <laughs> you know how that you, you, your description just took a left turn. Yeah, and you, you I started. Well, you start. No, no, but like you started with oh this this ex military uh you know commando he escapes from uh, escapes from capture and then he has to save a woman from marriage. <laughs> it's like, like where did that come from? Yeah, it it yeah it comes out of nowhere, right? It's it's yeah yeah kind of yeah I mean like she's basically trying to get away and somehow they end up just like crossing paths and then they get in, involved not sexually at least not yet um. <laughs> well no they don't well not not to spoil anything but it, you know but the sure, sexual tension you know, is so palatable it's I mean that carpet's wet 
I mean, I'm just saying. <laughs> really? I was well, going to say, what? like, the sexual tension is so limp. Like, it, it's, it's one side. Everything though. falls flat. Huh. Yeah, it's pretty one sided. I guess you could say it's very flaccid. Yes, it's, it, it's extremely flaccid. Their, their chemistry is horrendous, at least uh, yeah. in my opinion. Uh, right. So, um, the, you you expect that the that love uh subplot or her, her subplot to be a subplot, right? But no, like as soon as it she is introduced, the movie is all about her, uh, you know, her trials, her ordeals, and the power military component of it. Her him being a, I guess, a refugee or well, not refugee, um, uh, escape. Con, he's like a con, prisoner yeah. of war Whatever. almost yeah 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 P- P-O-D, P- pow P-O-D. <laughs> <laughs> that's only in porn i love though. i love their music <laughs> um you know i thought that uh they, it would come come back full circle and be a you know bring that plot element back but they never really do that it's all about her story uh, in, now. in the yeah. end the military does kind of get involved again but at that point it, we like we all checked out <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you're just like oh whatever who cares like they go on this rant about doing things for your country and i was like oh mm-hmm. nope nope i'm i'm gone yeah, <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm done with this her definite like uh staring at him throughout the whole film uh just kind of like this deer in headlights thing just really takes me out of the movie the whole time <laughs> it's like every time there's an action scene something's going on and as soon as her face pops up and there's a close-up and she just has this weird like very um what i guess what a desirable face is for her like because clearly she wants him but she's not doing anything about it and he's not reciprocating Mm. it just puts me out of the movie all the way through and i'm just like all right can we get back to the action because like i know it's an action podcast but i love my plot and this movie i'm just like please let's just go action 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 all the oh way man through. okay so I, I got a question for you guys like i i was thinking of this while we were watching the movie so i, I think general the overall uh general consensus was like we were pretty annoyed with this woman yeah this whole movie right? oh yeah she was yeah sure. yeah she was she was pretty irritating because the movie was pretty much like a um not a fetch quest uh when you have to escort mission escort mission yes this was pretty much an escort mission the movie so i was game i know what games are (laughs) so i was thinking who did you guys hate more the love interest in this movie Uh or the love interest in enter the fat dragon i knew it i knew it i know that was a comparison um uh no until the fat dragon is far worse it is it she is. was much she was much more annoying in that well she was re- yeah. reprehensible right to the right. point where you know i i, I genuinely didn't, didn't like her here she's just annoying like she just talked a lot that's yeah. it that's the only complaint i really had but she wasn't like an abusive girlfriend yeah. <laughs> at least that made the movie fun <laughs> but, what, what verbal abuse <laughs> Just like in this movie, she's just like standing there and then she's like, oh, I guess I got to run away. And then she looks at her, you know, protector and then it's just like, oh, OK, cool. So are you going to do anything? Are you going to help him? Are you going to run look, away? Look. Like, Here, here's what I say. Like, yes, the female lead in this movie is annoying. She she talks way too much in certain scenes that, uh, I, you know, it just drags out and she, yeah. it's kind of supposedly playing for laughs. It's supposed to be funny. But, you know, it, it just goes on a little too long and to a point where I just say, okay, enough is enough. Can we just move on? Whereas Enter the Fat Dragon, I want to call 411 and, <laughs> and file a complaint for physical abuse because yeah. that was not cool. Yeah. 
Um, very it's apples and oranges, man. You can't even compare them. And for those who don't (laughs) know, know, a four one one is just it's the authorities, basically, kind of. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a shame because yes, her character she's very chatty and she is kind of the annoying girlfriend type. But I, I want to say, though, uh, our protagonist is also just a blank slate. He has yes. no personality whatsoever. So when you have these two opposing forces where you just have a woman talking to a man who does not reply at all, you're just like it just makes you hate the woman more because she comes across as that much more talkative. Like yeah. she won't shut up. So like he's, he's he, just smolder. He, he could have said he could have said something. He he's just like no, we have to keep going south. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Meanwhile, uh, and we're just talking about the characters here, but meanwhile we also have the villain who is Ooh, so boy. villain, oh, God. <laughs> so very villain. So okay, uh, this this is something that is, is coming from someone who doesn't watch a lot of Bollywood films, uh, but I know enough about like culturally speaking about. You know, uh, Hindi language films. Um, a lot of the characters are, like, generally speaking, just cookie cutter cutouts. And this is not a disparaging thing at all. This is a cultural thing. It's like characters will. Op- There's seldom you'll find characters who are like the sympathetic villain or like the, the complicated uh, uh, anti-hero. Like pe- a lot of the ca- times, the, ca- the actors play these characters to be like over the top, like mm, okay. one <laughs> specific trait. So the villain in this movie is has zero redeeming fact. He's just a villain. Like you don't have to relate to him at all. He's, and he's really despicable in every single way. And you're, you're supposed to, you know, uh, kind of latch onto that. Yeah. You're supposed to hate him. Like you're not supposed to sympathize with him at all. But then if you do, um, you clearly uh, need to go somewhere, uh, you know, where I don't ever have to encounter you in my life. See, I, I, I think I go, uh, I think I disagree with that in the aspect that, they tried to make him likable by making him tell a joke every time he's on screen to his men. Like they tried to make him somewhat likable. Uh, I don't know. It was so annoying. I couldn't understand any of the jokes he was saying. I think there was like a loss in translation. Obviously. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I, I think well, one I mean, of the things we're overlooking too is the fact that he has no pupils. He only has <laughs> white eyes because he was born under a moonless night or some sort of bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I'm remember. You, when that scene appeared uh, in the movie and they explained that, oh, he, his father was the devil and he was born on a day where you know there was no moon and uh, the, the devil was lurking about. It was like, yeah, oh my God, he's so villain that his name might be villain McVillain face. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's a typical Indian name, but yeah. <laughs> Oh, and every every scene he's got his own he's got his own score, and it's like this epic chanting choir or orchestral, <laughs> and it doesn't always work with the mood of the scene either. Either oh. it's just anytime he's on screen, it it goes into yep. this like epic music. It that, just keeps that, ramping that, up. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> and it's completely unnecessary in a lot of times too. It's like the scene is ending and everything's winding down and he's just trying to leave the house or something. And this music starts fucking playing. And you're like, who's going to get shot? What's going on? And then it's like, cuts. Yeah, yeah. Done. <laughs> I'm like, what? Yeah. So to the point where the, the score will drown out the audio, the, the dialogue, you know, because that's how, how, how loud it is. It's like every step he takes, like you can hear, like, did that increase one decibel? I think it did. <laughs> I, I feel like this movie was aware. It, it, 
had to have been like some yeah. of these things are really cheesy they're really tongue-in-cheek there's a few there's a lot of moments where you have these um heroic poses or heroic shots or beauty shots and it's very obvious there's a fan blowing like the <laughs> yeah. the actress's hair or the protagonist's hair like they, they right. had to have known right yeah. again i think that's a bollywood thing is it a bollywood there's always thing? a level okay. of I feel like that's always like a level of self-awareness, okay. uh, which is something to be admired of, of uh, Indian produced films. Um, there's just enough self-awareness where, you know, they play up the cheese and then, you know, everyone's having a good time. Uh, and this movie is very much like that. But even though it's cheesy, there's a lot of badassery in it. Yes, and that's that's I actually agree. what I want to talk about. It's, <laughs> it's all because of Vidyum. Vidyul? Shit. Vidyut? I'm sorry. Vidyut. Vidyut? Damn it. I'm all, I knew I was going to fuck up. I didn't think I'd be fucking up. 12 minutes in this episode. <laughs> yeah, apologies if we're butchering that name. Uh, I'm not yeah. familiar with the with Indian films or the language. Yeah. Right. But right. aside well, from those like faux, faux pas and everything, uh, there's those moments mm-hmm. where, like you guys mentioned, those scenes and those beauty shots and everything. The cinematography is actually pretty freaking good in this movie. To yeah. some, an extent so where, we like, buy a drone. yo, the the settings in, in some of these scenes um, is fantastic. I mean, they're stylistic. They're beautiful. Um, I mean, yeah. they really got everything. Okay. <laughs> like, uh, scenes are epic. Mm-hmm. Um, just yeah, the yeah. whole setup of them. And even, like, the action shots. I know, like, there's a little bit of an editing issue here and there uh, where it just makes it hilarious or just plain, like, you're confused. And sometimes, though, the editing is actually so good that you're like, whoa, I did not expect that. Like, that was actually pretty awesome. <laughs> so there's some pretty good moments in that, though, in regards yeah. to that. That, um, yeah, there's one standout moment I think of right now when they're in the forest and there's this great craning shot mm-hmm. uh, coming from above. You see the camera uh, coming down, uh, approaching the two actors standing on top of a tree, right? And it's 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 fantastic. It's a nice wide angle lens. You can see everything as they're you know is coming down. Like you see the all the details of the trees. Um, they're all uh, each tr- tree is like approaching. You know they're they're lined up towards the camera where it, like it has like nice sim- symmetry and everything. Right. I'm not trying to be all artsy and fartsy. But I'm just saying, it's such a great shot. Yeah. Um, because like it has no it, it, place like, in this like, movie, but yeah, there yeah. there's some actually very beautiful shots every now and then. Yeah, and and granted that they, a lot of the movie takes place in the forest. Mm-hmm. Um, you see, you know, like that they, they staged every shot. Well, not every shot, but every once in a while, you'll see these shots that are you know just absolutely gorgeous and. It can be tricky. It can be tricky to, to pull, uh, pull that off correctly. I actually don't remember if that scene... Uh, I, I, rem- I might be thinking about it wrong, but was it, like, hazy? Was it, like, fog? Or was there, like, too, a lot of sunlight? And and I can't tell because which one it is because I just recently saw another scene where it was very similar. And in that one, it was, like, foggy. And I can't remember for this movie, even though we just saw it recently, like, since then... <laughs> I'm confusing the two different scenes, but they were so similar. Um, w- was it like a sunny? Yeah. See, like it's it's one of those <laughs> like um, scenes where it won't fail if you if you do it right, you approach it right, and you go that wide angle, like you said, it'll just pull it through, and it'll make a movie even better. Um, but yeah. that, like you said, that crane angle was pretty sick, which is kind of a different approach yeah, yeah. than usual. Right. Yeah. Oh, right, right. So good. Well um yeah do we 
want to actually talk about the fighting. Yeah, we uh, can go into the fights. <laughs> yeah, cool. I'm done. Bye. <laughs> no. Yeah, well, uh, there's there's one particular reason why the fights are so good in this movie. Vidjut John Wall. God, I really hope I pronounced that correctly this time. Uh, he is so good, so good at this. He's I, I, you can clearly tell that he's a lifetime, a lifelong martial artist. He's been doing it since age of four, I believe. Um, and he does a lot of his stunt work. Uh, you know, most of I believe all of his stunt work in, in the movie is actually performed by him, and you can see that on screen. So showing his face, always showing like that's actually him performing it. Um, and you know, he does it so stylistically, and he, he has such level of athleticism. I mean, when the movie starts, you see him doing you know, essentially his work training montage, right? He's, he's doing yeah. his Superman push-ups. He's doing his uh, handstand push-ups and, you know, and leg raises and everything. It's, it's, you know, it's like, oh, okay, whatever. Let's see. Let's find out how badass he is. But actually, he really is yeah, as yeah. badass as you think he would be. And he looks like a brick Although fucking say, wall, dude. I mean, like... Yeah, and you see his ball torture. I mean, like, <laughs> that's that's a good way to indicate you're a badass. Not Those are not testicles. There are literally two bricks. <laughs> <laughs> I would shit two bricks if I didn't someone did that to me. <laughs> Uh, although I will say the first actual moment where he, well, once he's trying to escape uh, the clutches of the army officers, the Chinese men mm. inside the Jeep, uh, the only, I you know, like I, it started off kind of weak for me because there, because of the editing, you can't see him like leaping out of the Jeep, like all in one take. It gets cut with the shot of the Jeep sliding away with the dummies, uh, <laughs> you know, a dr- right. sliding as well. But, you know, like if they just left them as two separate pieces instead of uh, intersplicing them with one another, I think it would have been fine. Um, it's such a shame because you, you could tell that it was the actual performer about to leap onto the pavement and do a roll, but they cut right before he lands on the floor. And it's like you lose that. You completely lose out on the impact of that. Right. Uh, it's just like small moments. It, like yeah, that. It, it, that, that was such a, a brief moment. Uh, not, not really any fighting at all. Just, yeah. just, just some stunt work. Yeah, yeah, and I'm not trying to detract from the badassery. There's something I need to latch onto to complain about. <laughs> right. Uh, okay. Well, so we get introduced to our female lead who, and her family. Uh, the family is being, I guess, blackmailed, bribed, whatever, by a the villain, 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 villain McBad guy, who uh, is forcing them to give their daughter's hand in marriage to him i guess yeah and i don't know <laughs> i don't i didn't really i kind of <laughs> well, checked out when it came forced. to the story it's kind of forced mm-hmm. because he doesn't want to but he basically forces him he blackmail blackmails the father or something um and is like your only way out is by letting me marry the daughter if i remember correctly uh, yeah because he enters right. the household and just kind of is like hey what's up i'm here and uh, i like your daughter by the way <laughs> And, uh, yeah, if you don't let me, I'll probably kill you. Okay. Right, right. Well, uh, the daughter escapes or tries to run away. Yeah. And when she gets cornered at a bus stop, uh, conveniently, our main character is there. And, you know, like, he's he's the stoic badass, right? He, he doesn't, at first, he pretends like he doesn't, like, know too much. Uh, but then he does some sort of uh, e-kick, I guess. You can call it e-kick. Uh, 
Oh no, I'm a trick. I haven't done tricking in a while. This my my terminology's out the window. Uh, <laughs> so do you remember? Like do you remember Ungbok? Because if you remember Ungbok, there's lots of similarities between Ungbok and and this scene. Yeah, you can definitely yeah. tell that the uh, that they staged it in a way to not not necessarily steal. Like they were, you can see the influences of of what was going on. Right. Like he does. Yeah, I don't know the name of that, and I didn't know the name of it for Ungbok either. But a guy approaches him. And he goes into like a cartwheel and he mm-hmm. kicks the guy, but then he reverses out of the cartwheel. That's like the best way I could verbalize it. I don't know what that's called. Abatito? I, I, okay. Well, for the tricker listeners out there, you'll, you'll know what I'm talking about. It's, uh, yeah, I think it's an abatito where you, you kind of do a cartwheel, but not really. You just uh, switch over your kicking leg and then you just come back into your original standing stance. Yes. That's what, that's what he does, but it, he does it on the approaching guy, and he collapses mm-hmm. to the ground. Yep. Uh, very similar to Tony Jaa's uh, fight introduction mm-hmm. in Ungbok. You can, you can right. see the similarities there. Yep. So we also are given that uh, this guy is built like a brick, <laughs> brick house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's a really big dude, you know. Um, and you know, I, I wasn't expecting him to be so agile. Yeah. He's, he's incredibly acrobatic. Uh, acrobatic being the correct term because he does a lot of flips in this. Oh, yeah. uh, he does a gainer, like one of my favorite moves ever, something that uh, where he kind of does like an aerial in midair, uh, where he kicks a guy in the face. He he does uh, this, I guess you can call it like a, a gainer flip off the wall. Um, you know, like it, it looks simple, but it's clearly not. Uh, I'm just jumping all over the place because I'm just kind of listing out all the you know crazy stunt work that he does all in one fight scene yeah they they really jam-packed this uh fight in a good way they i I think they really wanted to uh get your attention with this um he does a triple kick at one point basically kicking off of three dudes in succession uh the last time uh i saw that was in uh bayrong with uh johnny nguyen and i i wonder if it was uh influenced by that you know, maybe not, right. but you don't see triple kicks too often because they they look impractical. But if you pull it off, it it does look cool. Right. I I, I think that that guy did pull that off in um in what's that Chilean film we watched? Uh, Kiltro. Mm. I think he pulled it off once. But I'm trying to make sure. I don't not sure if I'm misremembering that. Look, Vidya Jamwal does a front flip over a moving car. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. This is. I I remember watching this scene like on YouTube, but I guess I, I guess I must have missed that moment because when we were watching it together, I was just like, "Holy shit!" I I didn't expect that to to happen at all. Now, um, so this is 2013. Uh, mm-hmm. Around that time, a lot of the you know, parkour is you know getting really popular, or you know basically at its peak. And this is coming from an ex parkour guy. Uh, there were a lot of videos out there at the time where people were doing flips over cars. You know, literally doing a front flip over a car. Like if you ever, if you guys ever want to see one, like look up Damien Walter. He does a, a Webster uh, over a car, which is fucking nuts. Um, but some people would edit their videos. To make it look like a car, they were fl- flipping over a car, you know. So they would just uh, uh, crop out the composition, so they're taking two pieces uh, right, to right. make it look like, yeah, because yeah, they don't want to endanger themselves. But yeah. the benefit of having uh, seeing this movie, uh, this performer perform the stunt, is that you get in three angles. <laughs> you get it in. Three I was separate g- so angles. I was going to say when I was watching it again, the camera does look pretty static, so I feel mm-hmm. like they could have. You know, cut him out 
uh, to get him over it. But I want I want to say he probably does do it, right? Well, it yeah, does, and also you can see the reflection, his reflection off of the car. Right, right. You can see the sheen off of the windows. You can see it on the uh, the metal. Mm-hmm. So he's clearly doing it. Now I don't know how tall he is, but you know he, I he never looks want to really jump. tall. <laughs> yeah. Now every time I think to myself like, oh, I can't get better because I'm tall. Um, watching him, uh, I realize I, I'm just a baby back bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, why don't you go out and. Front flip over cars. Front flip over cars, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> I don't have a tank top like him, okay? <laughs> the secret is his really, really wife-beating tank top. Yeah. He's, he's got this weird, like, loose-fitting tank top that mm-hmm. usually makes people look really bad, but it still mm-hmm. looks good on this guy. Yeah. Well, I, I'm telling you, like, if a rhino would go up to him and be like, okay, how, what do I have to do to get that body? <laughs> Oh, and then man. there's a, oh. then there's another Ungbok moment where, uh, oh, yeah. if you recall, Tony Jaw jumps through uh, like a ring of barbed wire feet and hands mm-hmm. first. I don't know what that's called, like what position that's called. But uh, a pike, what Vidget... a mid-air pike. Oh, okay, sure. But <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, what Vidget Jamal does differently is he does it through uh, a car window. Which I yeah. thought was a pretty unique take on it because if you think about it, uh, when Tony Jaw does it, it's probably fake um, barbed wire, so you know there's yeah. no danger there. But here, when you see him jump through the car window, he does clip a little bit, so there is a little bit of that like ouch factor going on. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. he 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 does he does it, and it looks good, but you can see he doesn't perfectly fit through because the guy is fucking right. huge. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. He's, he's huge. Uh, you wouldn't expect him to be so limber, and that, that's what I was trying to say before. It's like, for you know, you expect someone who to be really slow and not so agile when you, the, the bigger that they get. But he has like everything to his advantage. Um, and everything you're saying before about Angbok and comparing it to that, uh, I was expecting a lot more of that. Like since this movie just started, and you know, like we're, we're getting a lot of that. Uh, that that one's called ripoff, but you know, it's kind of like. Oh, whatever uh, Tony Jaw can do, I can do better uh, thing. But no, I, I didn't get that sense. After a certain point, like he started pulling off his own kind of unique moves. Yeah, um, that I've never seen in anything. Uh, mm-hmm. One of which I'll say it's strange, but I give I ignore that because it's so creative. I, th- I think I know what you're going to say. When he approaches a guy who's standing on a table. Yes. Yeah, and he does like this, uh, what do you even call it? Like a reverse tombstone? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So like he does like a handstand uh, by putting his hand like on the guy's knees and Mm -hmm. then his legs go into the guy's shoulders. And then he he mouth fucks him. (laughs) And then he and then he comes out of it, and when he's coming out of it, he pulls the guy's neck down and slams him on that platform he's standing on. Yeah, it's nothing weird. About the way you just, it's very yeah, nothing weird, about the way you just explained cool. it made any sense. But yeah, yeah I, know, it, I know. Yeah, that makes really it makes a lot of sense. Huh. Yeah, um, yeah it, it's 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 very creative. I've never seen that before. It must be incredibly impractical. But again, I give it, I, I applaud it just because it's so uh, you know athletic. And then, you know, you think that's it's like ramping down from that point. But no, it just keeps going up. You know, he's like slashing, like not slashing. He's gang slashed at by a machete. He's also like like diving head first or feet first towards a a jeep. 
breaking the glass. You know, he's yeah. Doing that was that was done in a lot of shit. edits, so I'm pretty sure that wasn't him. Right. Well, I mean, he also does this uh, X kick. Uh, X kick being a backflip where you spread your legs and kick in the air. Now, I know this was edited down, um, and you see it in several cuts, but. He actually did perform the flip in yeah. this overhead shot. You can fully tell that he's doing it. And he's actually kicking the objects. So, again, incredibly impressive. <laughs> it, it's, definitely, it's definitely a great way to start the movie, even though technically it's 22 minutes into the film. <laughs> right. And then uh, they, they, he ends it on a assisted flash kick. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he mm-hmm. kind of, in, instead of doing the full flash kick without, um, you know, just standing in midair, he kind of wall uses the wall, the wall as an assistance. Mm-hmm. Like he kind of takes one step off the wall and then he performs a flash kick and he kicks right. a guy through like a poster. <laughs> right. Yeah. That that poster apparently is a previous film that. Vidget? Am I saying that again? God damn it. Huh. <laughs> we should bring back Vidget. God, we should. <laughs> Vidget games. Uh, we should bring back drinking rules because every time I mess up that name, <laughs> I need to take a shot. Hmm. He, so that movie, Force, he, it was a film that he was in pr- prior to this. Now, again, uh, I'm curious if anyone else who's listening is a fan of uh, Bollywood films, if, and especially our action films. If you guys have any other martial arts films to recommend, please do so. And if you've seen Force, let us know if that's also worth checking out because I am at this point willing to watch anything with Bidget in it. Bidget, Bidget. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I actually, I actually want to go back and and uh, see more of his filmography to see if he's uh, also capable in his other action films. Right. Yeah. And this is just this is my uh, this is my take. Just watching the first fight scene, it's like holy shit! I want to see more of him. Um, but yeah, that's just the first fight scene, and and then a lot of plot happens. Right, <laughs> oh, <boy>. Mark. <laughs> Too right, Mark, your plot. favorite. I love plot, just not this plot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so it's what? it's more fancy love interest stuff slash walking <laughs> yeah, around and going from point A to point B. Like literally, you said escort mission before, and that is the best way to describe the whole thing. It's just freaking. It, it, it feels pointless. And I know there is a point, but they don't emphasize it enough, and they just kind of make you. I don't. I don't know. It's like, what are you... the moves are clearly what the movie is about, you know, all the action. But I don't know why they emphasize such pointless plot. If that makes well, sense. Well, I said it before. Yeah. I think it's a very cultural thing too. Oh no, no, without <clears throat> a doubt. But like, you know. There's something to be said also for, I understand if there's pointless plot in a four-hour Bollywood movie, not an hour and 40-minute <laughs> Bollywood movie. It's literally the compact right. version. By all means, or by any logic, it should be packed with, you know, plot and, you know, action and, all, like, no gaps and smooth running all the way through, like... There's not even a mm-hmm. song number really, except for the end well, of the credits, the like end. you know. Um, yeah, yeah. Which I, I was kind of hoping for, like a song uh, fight. You know, that would would have been sick. <laughs> that would have been amazing. I was actually kind of hoping for that too, yeah. because uh, I, although I have not really seen Bolly any Bollywood movies, uh, I am aware of the trope 
yeah. the, the dancing uh, musical right. numbers trope. And I was hoping that they were going to combine something together with martial arts. I thought that would have been really fun. That would have been uh, awesome. Unfortunately, oh, they do not. Fantastic. <laughs> well, they have something at the end, which... Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's like it's a tacked-on music video, though. Like, if they if yeah. they incorporated it, like a musical number... Into the story? Into the story, I think that would have been pretty cool. New subgenre so, of Bollywood uh, film. Definitely. Go out and do well, it. Right. <laughs> Before we go into the next fight scene, so, uh, apparently this movie had, uh, you know, through the critical response to it, was that it was supposed to be a pretty dark movie. Um, not not, really? not like extremely dark, but it's supposed to be grittier than your typical, uh, you know. You uh, mean because the uh, saturation was a little bit off? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, savor this. Yeah, yeah. Just put this in the back of your mind. <laughs> so yeah, the second fight happens in the forest after the main character and the female lead have. Uh, run away! They're they're in the forest now. They're trying to uh, you know, escape the villains who are all you know cornering them, making sure that they can't escape. Uh, and while the villains, all the henchmen are looking around in the treetops, one of them turns around and you see Vidget coming in, swinging like Tarzan, and he, he yes. does a haymaker, <laughs> throws a haymaker. Now, out of all the moves in the movie. Where he tell, pulls off something really badass. That's it's like really. That's how you guys start this off. It's so cheesy looking. It's not effective at all. Ah, like, oh, it's fine. I feel like anytime you're in the woods, somebody's gonna swing on a, a vine. <laughs> like you, you gotta do. You gotta do it. There's no. Have, there's no yeah. escape. There's no, there's no escaping it. <laughs> yeah. There's. You know. So he's he's pulling off some grappling moves as well, where he's. You know, I mean, not, not traditional grappling, like more like wrestling moves, where he's suspending himself in the, in midair. He, he pulls a guy, you know, two guys down with his legs and his upper body, um, which is fine and all. And like we, again, we get a little bit more of the variety that this guy can pull off. Besides the kicks, besides the flips, he can also do like more wrestling uh, style moves. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, which is fine. I th- I love how that is the moment I would draw the line between realism and not realism uh, there because like that's fine. Him pulling off a wrestling move in a real fight is fine, but when a guy approaches him with a gun and points it at his back, <laughs> and they, he doesn't fire, I'm like, no, that's stupid. Yeah, <laughs> that's not realistic at I all. I mean, it, th- these are just bad movie logic. Unless <laughs> I, I don't remember, maybe the bad guy's like, I want him alive. No, not yeah. at all. They, they <laughs> clearly want to kill him. Right. Uh, right. You know, it's like, oh, what do I do with this distance weapon? Let me um, put it on his back. Yeah. So he can turn around and then disarm me in a very cool fashion. Yeah. <laughs> if we've learned anything from Rush Hour, it's don't get close with a gun. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> basically. You mean the TV show? Or you mean the... <laughs> the TV show? Wait, wait, wait. No, we, we don't talk about that. We don't talk about <laughs> yes. So there's a very there's kind of a silly but cool looking moment where he removes a man's belt and he starts like swinging it around and flailing it in and out of his legs. Uh, I don't know what the movements are called, but you know, looks pretty nice. I wish they went for comedy in that moment, like when he pulled the belt off, the guy's pants fell down and like he kicked them over or something. Nope. 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 Not all enough. the all the comedy moments are reserved for the female love interest, which which we all agree works in every single scene. Of course, <laughs> of course. <laughs> all out, all eighty minutes of it. <laughs> uh, yeah, like he's he's using that belt, like you said before, like a rope and dart, which uh, you know is always a a really um, visually interesting uh, spectacle. 
And there's that one henchman that performs a tornado kick and actually lands square in the face uh, of Vidget. And I was like, oh, shit, we have another martial artist. Mm -hmm. And nope. (laughs) <laughs> no, and then he gets he gets taken down so easily. Right. It could have been so, a mini boss fight, and it could have been awesome, but they decided not to. Right? Nope. Yeah. Yes, he got yes. he had his like little moment to shine. Yeah. And then yeah. I don't know. He he spilled his drink on the director. He's and the director's like, nope, you're you're out of the film. They could have dragged that yeah, out for to... like two whole minutes. If they I know. Were I don't. Yeah. I, I kind of yeah, wish. Yeah. I kind of wish that guy got a fight, but yeah. nope. Nope. Yeah, Mark, Mark hit over the head. I thought he was going to be a mini boss. Yeah. I was like, oh, yes, we get another one. And that's actually a concern I had when this scene, this fight scene happened. I was like, okay, cool. He's, he's a badass. He's, killing, he's kicking everybody's ass. And then it occurred to me, like, oh, I don't know. I, well, this is coming from my obliviousness because I don't know Bollywood, the Bollywood film sin, sin, uh, industry at all. But like, I was like, ooh, what if he's the only martial artist in the movie and he has no worthy of foes in the movie? <laughs> that might get boring after a while. Yeah. So I was hoping he would have a, you know, a worthy opponent. So this is where we introduce the, uh, the final uh, the boss in the movie. <laughs> yes. So Zero went to the bathroom uh, uh, when this happened. Uh, and he had to watch this after effect. So Zero, explain to me what happened. With the uh, like, how do they introduce the assassin? Right. So apparently, this um, this man is in bed with this woman, and she's like, "Oh, that was you know that was amazing," <laughs> and he's just like, "Will I?" And he you know he's he's getting up to leave, and she's like, "Will I see you again?" And he's like, "No, no, you won't." <laughs> and then it cuts to a shot of a very rickety looking shack on like a mountainside, as the man is walking away from the shack. It explodes. Yeah. And uh, I, oh my God. <laughs> I, I hope he only like has sex once a year or something. <laughs> that, that, that kill rate just alone. <laughs> oh man, I wish. So there's kind of a running gag with this assassin where anytime he meets somebody, he has to kill them. I wish, I wish they drag that out more like every single person he like gets in contact with he just like he just kills them like, expl- <laughs> like explodes them though like a soccer ball rolls his foot and the kid's like can i have that back please <laughs> he like get gives it back gets in his car and then just like runs over the kid and i'm just like what? <laughs> uh i'm gonna miss you no, you won't. Kaboom! <laughs> Want to play? No, I have to go to Literally, work. Literally, it was a hard cut, and then she's dead. Uh, yeah, that uh, I, man. I gotta say though, like if you're gonna introduce a character, like that, that's a great way to that's introduce. That's the way to do it. <laughs> yeah, that's how you do it. Uh, so uh, remember this character because we're not gonna talk about him until the end because <laughs> it's it's yeah yes you, we we see him a little bit. This this assassin played by Nathan Barris. Nathan Barris, uh, who you probably don't know uh, because we don't. Um, <laughs> he has small stunt work in other movies like Chappie, uh, Resident Evil, The Final Chapter, and Bloodshot. And I don't know any of that because I don't like watching those terrible movies, uh, with the exception of Chappie. Resident <laughs> Evil, The Final Chapter is pretty bad. Also, Chappie was pretty bad. <laughs> also, also Resident Evil, all of them pretty bad. 
<laughs> what do, what do you so, uh, the eighth one wasn't great. <laughs> the eighth one in anything, which was <laughs> I don't know. Like, when's the last time you say you could say the eighth installment of a movie was the best one? Uh, Fast and Furious. <laughs> I don't like. I don't. I, don't, okay, I, I would say the there. seventh so one many. was actually the best for them, but yeah, the eight was pretty. Eight was pretty dumb. I don't know. Tokyo, uh, too fast, too furious is probably my favorite. <laughs> I don't. I don't that was the second one, right? Yes. Yeah. I, I literally has two in the name. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, um, remember this character or uh, lack thereof. He doesn't appear until in the movie. Instead, well, the second fight, the third fight in the movie, and there's only four total. Uh, also, it takes place in the forest. Now, I remember in our Ongbok episode, I wanted to call that every fight scene in that movie was so significant. Uh, not because of, not just because of stunt work, but because they're trying to trying something different, right? Yeah. So, like one scene would be like, oh, this is the uh, more stunt work oriented fight scene. This is the this is the more like kick heavy fight scene. This is the more you know, uh, each one has something unique. For the first for this movie, the first fight scene is clearly the most varied. There's a lot of you know, variety there. It's a lot. It's very creative. You see a lot of um, you know, like what he can physically do. Whereas this one, the second one is uh, like is, is whatever you know, like it, it's cool and all, but there's nothing there like I would write home about. Yeah, this one is the slow mo fight scene. <laughs> yep, I was gonna say. Yeah, right. That's the that's the overall theme of this one. It, mm-hmm. This this one not... this one is a lot of uh, his flashier moves, uh, things that you things that you would like to see in slow motion, and mm-hmm. they they do it to great effect here. Um, yep. A lot of like the tricking kicks, the tricking moves uh, yep. come into play. And when I was watching this fight scene, it made me think of uh, the Rebel. Mm. Um, yes, yes. So you remember when you were talking about the Rebel, we were saying that uh, Johnny Nien, not only is he able to do these complicated tricking kicks, like these these spins and these kicks, but then uh, you can see that he's clearly connecting with mm. uh, yeah. the stuntmen that he's kicking, which was really mm. impressive about the Rebel. Uh, in this, uh, unfortunately, what's happening is he's doing the moves, the very complicated twists and spins, but uh, they're they're doing lots of edits so that uh, when he's supposed to land said kick, uh, you know, like they do a reverse shot, and then you just see yeah. the guys like kind of yeah. uh, get hit away, and it, it's kind of a shame. Uh, maybe I got spoiled because I like the way Johnny does it in the Rebel. Uh, mm-hmm. Not to take anything away from uh, Vidget because he is still doing the moves here which are very impressive but uh i think it's just like a stylistic choice that uh, i prefer yeah right right. uh yeah they pull off every trick in the book in terms of editing and camera work uh, to make it seem like the moves are connecting i didn't have a problem with that uh i mean not entirely sometimes i will have a problem with it because it's so glaringly obvious that the move is nowhere close to connecting or the 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 hard cuts really like they really like take me out of the action i'm like Mm -hmm. fuck you can clearly tell that you know if they didn't edit that it would have been a hundred percent better um but you just robbed of the experience entirely like i said before early in the movie much much earlier in the movie when he jumps out of the car he's like look his feet's about to touch the floor and they cut it's like well he didn't just fucking fly away afterwards like you can you know that he fucking rolled out of that you forgot about the magic um, carpet and you the magic uh, <laughs> the white one yeah look uh this fight scene actually has the most simple choreography if you really think about it uh with the exception of the last fight scene which we'll, we'll get to mm-hmm. uh a well, lot he, of he's kind of sorry go ahead 
No, sorry. Um, a lot of the stunt work is comparatively simpler than what he did in the first fight scene, mm-hmm. but they're going for more stylistic uh, because now he's not doing like um, crazy flips off of walls. Now he's he's just doing uh, in terms of like what tricking moves are. You know, um, they're they're considered more basic, but it's the fact that he's doing it in slow mo, and we have more uh, unique camera angles from and seeing all of them. And like that's what we want to hone in on on this fight scene, and that's why I, I, I liked it because it's you know it's it's varied enough, uh, varied up enough throughout the film. Like this fight scene, you can appreciate for the fact that you can see him. Act. It's actually him doing it too. Like he yeah. he literally enters the fight scene with a side flip over mm-hmm. people's heads, slow mo. It's kind of cool. There's a really cool move he does that I that I watched a few times that I like. It reminded me of uh, Veronica Noe's like eagle pose uh, takedown yep. from the Rebel, yep. where oh, yeah, he yeah. he jumps into a leg lock in the guy's head, and then it's kind of cool because he lets his weight go and he, and his body like pendulums down from like left to right. Uh, and that momentum causes him to like swing out of it, and then the guy uh, kind of tumbles out yeah. of it as well. It's really, really cool to watch. Yeah, yeah. It, like I was thinking, just like Veronica, no, when you know when she was pulling that that uh, arm lock, like standing arm lock to uh, takedown move, like she does. But yeah, like you said, uh, that she she would normally do. But instead of falling to the ground, he actually stands back back. I don't know. She, he lands on his feet out of it and slams him down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he he doesn't go down with it. I was that's like some crazy athleticism there. I don't even know how he did it. <laughs> uh, it's absolutely nuts. Uh, I mean, he does a cheat gainer. He does a B twist. Like all the things that you'd, you'd hope to see in a tricker. Um, and then he gets shot in the stomach. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's it's such a weird thing to shoot your character in in a movie like maybe like a third of the way not a third like two-thirds of the way through like i've i always hate this trope like you have this very strong protagonist and he's like beating everybody up and the only way to stop him is to shoot him and then you take the girl away and then you give him time to mend his wounds Mm -hmm. in 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 terms of the movie usually it's like a day and then he's back (laughs) on his feet you know he's at 100 percent. but i always i always hate when movies do this like Someone gets shot and like, oh, just give him a day. He'll be he'll be back at 100. percent Just just give him some time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, so this leads. This will eventually lead us to our final fight, uh, which you know it kind of will obviously wrap up the movie. But I have this theory that this movie was supposed originally a lot longer. <laughs> I I theorize that they have a lot more film, a lot more movie that they could have put into it, but they edited it down because. He gets shot in the stomach, and he disappears in the film, and then he appears in the final fight scene. I mean, that and, makes uh, sense, though, right? Well, like, well, what like else would have what else would have happened to him? Well, you're we're missing you're missing out on the fact that you see snippets of him being saved by someone. Yeah, his wounds oh. are being healed. It's like, but you don't. There's no. It's not. It's, it's not spelled out. Like, like who healed him? How did he heal? Like that entire journey. It, um, it could yeah, be that. Honestly, I don't care. <laughs> it could be that, but then you gotta think about the fact that then the editor did such a shitty job because he picked uh, all the parts that were lame and plot <laughs> and, pl- and I put plot in quotation marks driven, um, and it just feels like no. <laughs> it just yeah, I don't know. Right. He like chose all the bad parts. Yeah. Well, it, it's not. 
necessarily a bad thing that they cut out more because I at that point I kind of wanted the movie to end. It's like okay, yeah. uh, well, let's it, not it drag su- it out. Well, the the thing that sucks is it feels like that last fight is cut short, like very abruptly short. Yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then uh, just to jump ahead a little bit, like after the fight cut short and a and and he finally catches up to the to the villain there's still like maybe 10 or 15 minutes more of the movie and you're just like wait like this should have just ended with him catching up to him you know and and saving the girl but they have to go more into military country pride kind of stuff (laughs) Uh, and as i mentioned earlier that's I, i just checked out at that point yep well let's let's wrap up the final fight scene then because uh I don't think there's too much to talk about here. Uh, you know, he's he's Vidget has shown off a lot of his his athleticism. His well, like wow, I can't believe we went through the whole review without mentioning that it was really him behind the. I mean, yes, he wasn't the stunt choreographer, but he it was his creative vision throughout the whole thing. So again, like more props to him. But uh, a lot of the action that you see, uh, like the the more impressive stunt work and and fight choreography, happens earlier in the film. Here, like, we're just uh, starting to fizzle out. Uh, I, don't, I don't think it's n- nearly as impressive as it was earlier in the film. Uh, you know, I, I like some of the stuff he's doing here. Um, I, I don't know. Like, I think the way they strung it together, I think the pacing uh, kind of gets messed up a little bit. Like, mm-hmm. uh, he's using, like, uh, he's storming the castle pretty much at this point. And <laughs> yeah. he's jumping down from uh, high rooftops and, like, uh, you know, fighting guys. I think, I think, I think they didn't really emphasize the height at which he's jumping or the things that he's uh, jumping down to because he is doing some, uh, you know, difficult stunt work. Like, I don't want to jump off a second story onto the floor because you can clearly see it's him doing it. uh, And I like those kind of things. I think the problem is you get these super wides where the camera is so far out and you see like a tiny man jump down. Right. And that's right. probably them hiding, like the stuntmen doing those sort of those sort of sure. moves. Right, right. Um, so my problem with it uh, is probably oh, in terms of staging. Uh, my problem with it is that it, it's not a barren or emptier space, like as opposed to like the forest or the bus stop or the uh, bus station early in the film, where he has all this free range. Here, he's confined to more cramped areas. So the mm-hmm. only things you can do are more close quarters combat, which doesn't allow for sometimes doesn't allow for you know more flashier kicks and flips, um, and parkour. And I I love watching parkour in my films, but I don't think they work well capping off a film. I think they're good for setting up the the later fight scene. Right. You know, that, right. That's just my personal opinion. Like like when you mm-hmm. watch Casino Royale, like can you imagine watching that? parkour scene at the end of the film hmm. probably not that probably wouldn't work like i, That's I like interesting that i never really thought about it like that yeah parkour coming at the end of the film might feel weird because parkour like, helps I, to escalate yeah yeah like like i'm so imagine watching a film you're like oh people are just playing tag <laughs> okay <laughs> but it, but usually <laughs> like over. that kind of cardio um intensive kind of scene or tell us more activity. about your cardio <laughs> <laughs> or like cardio intensive scene like parkour um i mean it makes sense when you're kind of ramping up to like this epic um finale of like fighting the boss it's like you're doing things kind of light in the beginning something exciting to happen and then all of a sudden uh you get to brute force people knocking each other out bleeding all over the place maybe getting shot 
and right. you know so yeah yep. it's definitely interesting um i <laughs> yeah i agree with you parkour in the beginning always and forever <laughs> yeah. i i liked uh i liked a few of the takedowns though like i don't know if you remember he's standing on the second story on the roof he jumps backwards off the roof and he grabs the guy with him and mm-hmm. then uh on the way down he slams the guy into the table oh, on, yeah. mm-hmm. on the first floor and i don't i'm pretty sure that's not him but you can see <laughs> that the stuntman does that both stuntmen do that and i was like oh wow that's intense that was really yep. impressive yeah, but there's there's all standout moments in this final fight. But you know, I I, I want to say overall, it, it's not too. We should start the movie off really strong, uh, and then it started to you know, there's it, like an upward, it, like sudden, like it peaked and it started to uh, decline like gradually, and then here it kind of fizzled out for me, and it, it was fizzling gradually, and then we meet the assassin character. Finally, they they've uh, encountered one another, and yeah. uh, after all this setup with him killing anybody he visits, you know, you you want you expect like okay, this is going to be good, this is going to be epic, because uh-huh. they've been building up to him, and then nothing. <laughs> <laughs> well, not nothing. No, no, it's it's it, it might as well be nothing because it is so <laughs> lame. The final yeah, fight with it's... Nathan Barris is so lame. It it's upsetting actually because um okay we were we look at Vidget. he's a big dude right and the whole film you, you can tell he's a, he's a really muscular guy and the only advantage that the villain has over him is that he's stronger than him and they're fighting in a much more closed space they're fighting in a bathroom at first and there's no room for Vidget to move but there's nothing visually impressive about this at all because all all it is all is happening is the the guy's manhandling him <laughs> right it it's really yeah it, choreography. it's it's not so much choreography it really is more of like a brawl like a struggle mm-hmm. i kind of like this moment because at least uh our hero was finally taking damage from someone like he wasn't uh the one just effortlessly beating up the bad guys he was finally in some sort of peril uh i really like that moment where um what's his name nathan barris he picks him up and he throws him into the uh, the shower stall, and it kind of oh, looks man. like the cameraman had to get out of the way because he was <laughs> like in the trajectory of the throw. It's it's kind of a neat shot, but yeah. it's it's just so short. This moment, like I wanted, yeah. I wanted more of a scuffle. I wanted, I wanted to feel like he had the potential to lose because he kind of does. But then once he once he kind of gets kicked off the roof and on the table and rolls on the ground well and nathan we barris... have one good flip from from nathan barris he does a mm-hmm. webster uh into a kick he kicks the main character in the face and then you can continue it's like uh, there's really not much else to add from there <laughs> yeah he uh what does he do like he gets him in like a leg lock and yeah. uh arm lock yeah well yeah he gets him like in an arm lock using his legs and then he kind of kicks him in the chest and then there's a extremely hard, abrupt cut. Yep. It it's oh my god! It's like uh, like a scene is missing. It's so abrupt. Uh, it doesn't feel like any finality. And when we were watching it, we were just like, whoa, whoa, whoa! Did he just <laughs> yeah. defeat him? <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's that's how the movie kind of ends with the fight. Well, I mean, I, yeah, they, he catches up with the the real main villain and he kicks him in the face. He does a wall run and kicks the guy in the face. But the uh, the guy can't fight. 
So it, it's not that's not how you end the movie <laughs> action wise. Right. There's there's no uh, sense of like oh yeah he's the underdog and he he uh, and he rose above everything you know like you you don't want to see the final fight uh, to and you don't want it to turn out to be something so anticlimactic and anticlimactic is one thing but this is just like abruptly ending the film or no not even ending the film because there's still more film after yeah. this <laughs> yeah like you said there's like ten more minutes of, of just uh you know well I guess the a plot comes back. Where uh, now we are established that the main character's military backgrounds, you know, uh, you know comes back into into play for the the story. Eh. Yeah, we don't need to get into that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's weird because like I feel like we spoiled the movie, but also we didn't. So you can still watch it and, and still not have. I mean, there's no there's no, no twists we're about. or anything like that. Yeah. I don't think we're really spoiling anything. Yeah, and I, I feel like you can still watch the movie and still have no idea what we're talking about. Right. <laughs> hmm. Um. So that's the movie, right? Yeah. Those are the fights. Yeah. That's yeah. the movie. Uh, I didn't know this, but there's a Commando two and three, and I wonder if those movies are worth watching. Is he know. still? Is he still in them? Yeah, he's still the star. Oh, cool. In okay. Yeah. yeah, maybe uh, I'll, I'll check those out then. Yeah, I didn't We're, realize this was a series. We'll yeah. find out. Yeah. Well, right. And and our goal here wasn't you know to talk about every movie with like a back a basic knowledge of every single one you know film we watched beforehand you know like sometimes we, we watch a film and then we talk about it like right away so uh if anyone is listening and has seen the other commando movies let us know if they're worth checking out because uh otherwise we're gonna watch the next do the next episode and we'll be like well we watched commando 2 it wasn't worth it bye <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so that's commando one uh even it even if it was a standalone film i think it's worth your time yeah i agree and, well, you didn't let me finish. Yeah, sure. <laughs> the asterisk, the asterisk being, there's a little asterisk being, uh, there's problems with it. Um, not too much to detract from watching as a whole, but just know that there's small, small little nitpicks there that um, could have been fixed up here, like the ending. The ending is yeah. uh, terrible. <laughs> well, I mean, is- if you like the idea of watching a man get slapped for like probably like two minutes straight. Oh hey, God, yeah. yeah, stick around for the ending because the villain gets slapped a lot. <laughs> like I yeah. don't just I don't I don't get it. I don't I don't understand that. It's that's cathartic. Why they wrote that? I'm telling <laughs> you, it's cathartic. It's a, it's for the audience to feel like yeah, he's getting what he's he deserves. It's it's to it's all that tension and release because you have to <laughs> deal with this guy for the past thirty uh, hour and thirty minutes and you get to see I him mean, get slapped for two. I mean, maybe if he got like flash kicked for like two minutes straight sure like, <laughs> i'd i'd watch that but i don't know like a man slapping another man over and over and over again it just turns into comedy like i can't, you know it's, it's hard to take that seriously right right um well i made my recommendation i i i think <laughs> uh, i i don't even know um yes watch the film uh there are problems with it but oh the, they're so minor that it's not even worth like saying that it, it detracts from the film uh, you can totally watch the first fight scene without any context because it's pretty badass. Second, maybe. Uh, third, there's things to appreciate there. You might as well stop watching the movie after the third fight scene. <laughs> That's my opinion. I, I, uh, no, I'm i not a fan of the third fight scene, or, uh, the fourth fight scene at all. Um, and then that's the movie. Uh, I'd recommend. All right, one of you go. <laughs> um... <laughs> 
Mine is going to be short and sweet. Uh, it's it's a recommend for the fight scenes, not for the plot. Uh, maybe come up with a drinking game for the uh, <laughs> for the lulls during the film in between fight scenes, like stoic stares and <laughs> and like sparkly eyes or something, you know, staring at the love. Any any time uh, the love interest talks. And the main character doesn't respond. Take a drink. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Um, but no, in general, it's kind of a, a fun movie because you get to see a lot of interesting things. And um, uh, and that makes it memorable. And I, I don't think uh, as much as kind of shitting on it, it's, it's, uh, it's fun. It's fun for sure. Um, yeah, go watch it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> zero okay all right now short yeah, I, like I, I, I said i i have i have similar sentiments i think i think the movie as a whole is is worth a watch and as uh mark and will have said there are problems throughout main, mainly with the love interest and the lulls in between the fights but i i think you could still watch it it's it's only 90 minutes you know like right. if you don't have 90 minutes then i don't know i don't know yeah you could you could youtube the fights um uh i i didn't hate the last fight as much as you will i thought there's some uh little nice moments here and there i think it just doesn't come together well and as we've said earlier it it feels extremely abrupt i feel like there's more on the cutting room floor that for some reason maybe they took out i, I just i don't know i if you watch it i think you'll definitely see it feels like we're missing like uh, a whole nother five minutes of what was supposed to happen between those two I'm thinking there might be like another 30 minutes of uh, him recovering from his injuries and, and, and yeah, like everything leading up to it, like getting him, him getting intel on how to get to castle. Literally, I, I feel like there's more of the movie, but we don't need to see that. <laughs> just, that's just my speculation. Uh, I'm glad they cut that out. Uh, yeah. But the, the, end, the movie just ends so weirdly. Yeah. 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 Speaking of drinking games, uh, take a shot for every time the main villain takes off his sunglasses. <laughs> oh right. yes, yes. <laughs> he he has to he has to show us those specialty contacts he's wearing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he will do it like four times in the same scene. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, why did yeah. you bother Keeps bringing on your sunglasses? It on and off, on and off. Mm-hmm. 